about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Who Cares? Ross and I have not sat down just the two of us in so much time, and we just want to do a catch-up episode to see how each other is doing, because we just don't see each other enough. Mm-mm. So here we are, back in the Who Cares studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's it going over there? I'm great. How are you, hon? I'm good. We had some pre-show, pre-record... Uh, rhythm issue is it rhythm issues or vibes issues i guess sure energetic energetic issues issues. Mm -hmm. so if you like energetic issues between couples you barely know stay tuned (laughs) as we sort this out should we hash it out it feels like you are a person that needs to hash it out i'm a showbiz person where the show starts and i just pretend like everything's fine so uh what what would help you the most to step through the last uh, probably 180 seconds of our life or should we just chat up about what has been going on in the last few weeks a showbiz person yeah sometimes I have to go on stage after like some random bullshit has happened in the room uh, and actually before I was a comic I was always like that where I'm like oh it's time to dance emotionally Mm-hmm. So I will just dance through this discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not like that. You're always, you've always been a person that needs to uh, talk about what's going on. Be real. <laughs> don't, don't lie to yourself or the other people in the space. Yes. Uh, that is who I am. Um, I think I'm just like in a funk because of how much is going on emotionally and I know that you are only being like a good helpful person but I also am like I guess maybe when like I feel the like push like the need to like push through or um I don't know what I perceive to be like you being different, but you're like, no, I'm neutral. I'm like, no, you're fucking different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? And just to explain that, everybody, Ross said, I feel an energy thing here. This was earlier before we hit record. And I said, no, I'm just neutral. I'm not good or bad. I just want to start or not start. Uh, I don't think I said that part, but uh, basically I kind of go into what we call airplane mode mm-hmm. pretty often. Um, where I just want to do whatever it takes to get the thing started, whatever that is, whether it's ordering coffee at a cafe or getting out the door to go look at dogs at the park or do our podcast. Sometimes I just shut down emotionally so that we can just get the train a rolling and you do not like that. I don't think I find it very triggering actually. So, uh, that's where we're at. We hope you guys are great. I Did hope you everybody's great. This? Yeah. Uh, strap in. This is going to be a really entertaining episode. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is triggering for you. Oh, it's fine. We try to do a podcast a week. This this works out. Um, so it's an hour 
of record time. We aim for an hour. Some of these have been about an hour and a half because they're entertaining interviews with people we love. Yeah, we don't want to cut them off. Uh, it takes about an hour to mentally prepare and physically prepare for recording. There's a lot of equipment to set up. Sometimes we just leave it out, which we did this week, which is great because I love just hitting the power button and being ready to record. Uh, after we're done recording, it takes about another... It, streamlined, it takes 30 minutes to post the episode. Some days it takes what feels like a few hours because it's like we're adding the files to the website. We're kind of pitching ideas for how to write about the episode. So all told, it it's probably a three-hour process on average. Um, so it's work, you know? So I have to admit that when we're recording this podcast, I treat it with what I treat going to a job. Uh, mm-hmm. And when it's time to hit record, I have to go from job mode to personality mode. And this is partly a comedy podcast. I'm a comedian. You're a hilarious person. We talk about life in a humorous way. So there is a moment where I have to consciously switch from producer mode to like playful talk show host mode. And that's a ritual for me, like a ritual that takes steps. There's systems to it. You have never liked me how I talk about systems, but it's a system I have. I do it at comedy shows. I do it here in our podcast. And, um, we've known each other for eight years and it still seems challenging to be able to just do that and just do the job. Like I said today, like we were both, we're both tired. We're both really busy. We were just literally napping 20 minutes ago and I said, like, let's like rub bellies. Let's do some jumping jacks. Let's do something to get energized to record the podcast. And um, you didn't like that I brought up rubbing bellies because that's something we learned. If podcast listeners, if you listen to the episode with Eddie and Gregory, maybe you heard them talk about how they rub bellies when they're distressed in their relationship. And that's something they taught us. So I brought up rubbing bellies to get energized, which in our relationship rubbing bellies actually means that something is wrong and we're trying to repair it. Uh, so that was sort of a throw off for you. Um, so it's hard because I'm just like trying to, uh, be so many roles in this relationship. Um, so we're cuddling and napping as husband and wife 20 minutes ago then I have to be podcast producer. Then I've got to be podcast co-host. And I'm just trying to get the show rolling. And uh, yeah, it feels herky-jerky and annoying. But I guess we have to come up with a system where that's like automatic or... I mean, I hate to use the word system, but we have to come up with some kind of system for the two of us that works for both of us. I don't hate systems. I know that they are valuable. <laughs> And I appreciate everything you do. Wow, this is a really weird episode. Are we going to put this up? Uh, <laughs> Every Monday morning, 5 a.m., you guys, new episodes of Who Cares? Oh, my so God. This is what's going up because tomorrow we have travel for family and for holidays. I'm mm-hmm. going on a New England tour. So that's the problem with life in 2019. It's like... There's a to-do list. I, you do so much for this podcast and I know that you do so much for this podcast and I have like guilt about that too. Uh, And 
I think for, there was a period of time where I'm like booking and, um, Instagramming and writing the bio kind of, I was doing that enough that it felt somewhat equal. Uh, but I've like, you know, I'm still writing the bio, but I'm always kind of like dragging ass. And, um, I guess it's more just like, <sighs> feeling like feeling the the personality shifts like in and out you know but also i'm on on your part um but that's like not fair of me to like you're doing a lot of shit and like if you need to like go through life in some different compartmentalized modes to get shit done like that's your business um I'm just like not in like peak emotional you know state mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's hard because uh this is a um but now I'm feeling really bad the way that you just like talked all about how all the things you do and uh, I didn't mean need. to I didn't mean to lay it out that way to like create a scorecard in any way that's not what I was doing what I what I'm trying to articulate is that this we're approaching we we decided to approach this podcast like a job back in November because yes. our dream would be for this to take off and to be a real thing for us yeah so in order to do that and with all of the other jobs I have in my life um I just have to follow like and even this goes for all those other jobs too there's just an emotional uh, protocol I personally try to stick to, which is like, do whatever I got to do to get to the gig on time, whether that's my gig at the sober house I just started working at or a actual comedy gig or a production gig of some kind, or if it's just a day of like administrative work I'm doing at home, like I try to do whatever I got to do to get to the gig on time and then deal with like, how am I going to do the actual gig? <clears throat> and for us, this is, I mean, this is the most collaborative job I have, uh, working with you. So I, what I'm trying to explain is that like, when we decide what time we're going to record, like there's just some moving parts that I have to do to get to the point where we're recording. And it's not, it's literally nothing personal when I'm like, in this personality shift, it's like, <clears throat> that's like a necessity of, um, I mean, this is entertainment. This is supposed to be entertainment. So like, <laughs> this, you, is, this is supposed to be, entertainment. You, you've got to turn on, like, there's so many shows I don't want to fucking do like you have, yeah. but the people are there to see a comedy show. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you, you have to turn it on. So, um, I, I, yeah, I wasn't trying to like create. Cause you, you do plenty and I like, I love doing all the things it takes to do this podcast. Like it's, it's just a weird day. I mean, yeah, it's been, uh, everything's been really challenging with our schedules. Like we've had very opposite schedules, um, and a lot going on. So did I cut you off when I just said this is a weird day? Uh, 
I guess I'm just disagreeing. I'm slightly feeling disagreeing about it being a weird day. I just, I think it's very common. Like we've had this version of this day a lot. Not like that. It's, it feels like this a lot more like, um, we're like fitting the podcast in wherever we can in a day. That's pretty common. Um, if it's weird for you, I can't, obviously I can't invalidate what, that. What do you mean? I'm just saying we do this all the time where we're like, we just have to fit a podcast in and it's, we have lots of other shit going on. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just saying like vibe wise, emotionally, it's not always like this. No. Do you think it's always like this? No. You think it's like this a lot? No. No, I actually thought this felt very. Yeah, I guess I will agree with you. If we if we're talking separate from the podcast and just real life, like, yeah, if today felt weird. Yeah. Great, we've agreed. <laughs> I uh, I'm sleep deprived. Uh, I think I'm almost caught up. I don't know. Uh, been working a graveyard shift at a sober house. Um, only randomly and sporadically, not even often. I think I had my fifth night in a month uh, on Thursday night. That's kind of a lot. Still and um, staying up all night and then only getting a little bit of sleep the next day uh, is not enjoyable. No? And I don't know how people... Many people live their entire... Like, that's their work schedule is like multiple times a week doing that. And uh, crazy. my brother did it for years and it's not pleasant. Your sister too, right? I think she, yeah. I don't know if she's ever done proper graveyard shift, but she's definitely worked late night shifts. That's like so fucking bad for your health and your body. I think certainly if you do it the way I'm trying to do it, where I'm like, I'll just sleep three hours in the day the next day and then I'll get back to yeah, but your body is definitely supposed to be like operating with the rhythms of like the sun and the moon the rhythms of the night like i've never felt better than going to sleep at 9 p.m and waking up without an alarm at like quarter to six in the morning just waking up with the sun yeah and i was like i feel like a million bucks mm -hmm. that was a few weeks ago in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. The Costa Rica lifestyle. And now I'm having bizarre couples therapy talk on our podcast for everyone to hear. Oh, my God. Did you know in Costa Rica when you came back, this is where you'd be? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that is Hold what, my hands. That is what we were talking about making this episode about is uh, just catching up because... Yeah, I mean, it was more than three weeks ago than you, that you went. It must have been the last days of March that you went. I left on April 1st. Okay, and we're it's 420, man. Right now is 420. You guys are going to hear this on 422. But yeah, so I guess that was only three weeks ago. But it feels like it's been months of us traveling. Passing through the night. Uh, so yeah, tell us about Costa Rica. Well, it was great. <laughs> and what'd you go for? What was the trip? It was a yoga retreat and uh, 
it was my rescheduled yoga retreat after the old arm break. Oh my god, the broken radial head of 2019. The break, the crack heard around the rink. <laughs> yes, it was the crack heard around the rink. Um, and we, yeah, I just, I just. What, woke up with the sun, went to yoga, like rolled out of bed, went to yoga, which was like on the property where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Breakfast was being made while we were in yoga. So then we would come back to the main house where everyone was sleeping and breakfast was ready for us. Then I went to the beach and then uh, I came home, came back to the house probably took a nap, went to another yoga class and then um, had dinner a little later, maybe like a beach trip in between the last yoga class, go watch the sunset, then go to dinner, talk shit with some of the ladies I became friendly with and uh, went to bed. And I did that every single day for five days. Well, let me be the first to say, I am so sorry you had to go through all that. <laughs> I am so sorry to hear that. It's been so difficult for you. This is Nosara, Costa Rica. Nosara, Costa Rica. Two and a half hours southwest of Liberia, which is the main airport. Oh, by we truck, threw, that by we, car. That we th- flew into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is with New Love City Yoga. Correct. Where I did my teacher training and it was Emily Shapiro and Jen Jones led the retreat. The dynamic duo. Emily lives in Costa Rica uh, six to seven months of the year. And so she was already down there leading her retreats. And your biorhythms just immediately synced up with the planet. Yeah. Man. But also like so the Monday that I was back, the first Monday, I came back Saturday. And then the first Monday that I was back in the city, I had to go to work. And I was like, I'm going to go to yoga or work. I'm going to get into this early morning lifestyle. Because I'm a morning person now. I'm a morning person now. It came to me so easily while I, I was there. I rise with the sun. I commune with the moon. But I got up and what time did I set my alarm for? Like, I guess 6 or 6.15 and it was still like pitch black out here and I was like, oh yeah, like we were by the equator. Mm. <laughs> like the sun was rising earlier. Mm. Which I don't even know what that, you know, I don't even know if that's accurate, but like the sun was certainly up and the sky was bright at like 530, 545 or something there. Yeah. And I kind of, it didn't even occur to me that that would be different Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) So it was like dark in Bushwick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, no wonder this is fucking hard. And the difference between walking to a yoga class in the morning near the equator (laughs) in Costa Rica. In the jungle by the beach. Uh And then walking to a yoga class up Knickerbocker Avenue Uh in Bushwick, Brooklyn. That's right, baby. With the tumbleweeds of trash. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's the same. I mean, it was a very nice yoga class. I'm glad I did that before I went to work that day. Mm -hmm. It always feels good to do that, but the same, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess that is one of those lessons about like yoga or Zen meditation or like the mindfulness movement or recovery is that we just have to like find those moments of serenity or like. For, kind of force serenity into our lives sometimes. Uh, well, yeah, which I think 
that's been, even though it's been like three weeks now, I think that's been sort of the struggle, uh, which I hope you guys can relate. And this doesn't sound like some fucking real bougie of a problem, but, um, if it does, it's my truth. So, uh, but it was so easy to relax and feel good and just like, obviously vacations, that's what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But I've been on vacations. that didn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was like very easy to be in my body and relax and keep it simple and just like rest, do yoga, eat good food, like super simple. Also very privileged. Um, and those are things that we all just have to work so hard for in New York, Mm -hmm. like to get any of that sort of respite is really challenging. And I guess maybe it was just illuminated in a very intense way because of coming from this beautiful place and then just getting thrown back into like a very busy work schedule and all the, all the fucking things I do to just like live a life, Mm -hmm. which is great and I'm very grateful for it, but it's also like working eight or nine hours, going to couples therapy, another day of couple, another day of eight or nine hours, going to individual therapy, another day of eight or nine hours, going to a 12 step program, another day of eight or nine hours, try to go to a yoga class. It's just like the fucking running around man it's like a full-time job and then oh yeah i also work a part-time job in self-care yeah because of how hard i'm working and i'm so tired i have to do these all all these other things to make sure that i don't um have a mental breakdown on the podcast that we're recording or have like um you know just like screaming matches with my husband like while we're recording this is what a screaming match sounds like no uh no i'm saying oh when you, uh, I think you take care of yourself. Oh, yes, yes. What we just did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I agree. Not, We're just it's being. Not, it's not particularly entertaining or interesting, but it's like, at least. Are people going to be, is my brother going to text me Monday morning and be like, Jesus, dude, that was like really intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of a fun episode because what you can do is you can put it on your stereo in your living room and then just leave the room as if your parents are fighting. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't be here for this. This is too awkward. Yeah, we're just trying to do some sort of simulation program for yeah. people to uh, work through their past trauma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you came back and you had all this busyness of work and self-care and also there's a looming countdown clock in the background of everyone's head across the country of tax day just oh, slowly yeah, approaching yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the slow march of tax day. That's very true. And boy, oh boy, do you and I have a fucking mess on our hands. <laughs> we both filed for extensions. We did. Once I get back next week from this week of shows, I am buckling down and I am cleaning up the wreckage and I am making that appointment and getting her done, putting 2018 to bed. I'm making payments on 2017 because that was also a mess. Everything's a mess, but it's manageable and we're we're doing it a little step at a time. Okay, so get off my back, (laughs) Uncle Sam. All right. 
sorry we're being such a pain in the ass. Don't worry about it. Who cares? That's the show. Who cares? I love you and I'm, you know, eight years of knowing that you have systems doesn't bother me. Okay. All right. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) It doesn't trigger me. It just triggers me when I'm in a state, which I kind of am for the past couple days. What kind of state? I just think that like all the money stuff, like I had this, you know, thing yesterday where I had to talk to meet with two people in this program that I'm in about money. And they helped me like look at my finances and they're like calling me on some of my bullshit. Oh, and you told them about Costa Rica, right? I did. Was that part of it? Yeah, but that was all good news because it was like a... a uh, Reassurance. Well, it was, as we like to say in this program, a solvent vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I had the money for the trip. I planned it. I also, I also defend that trip that it's your work. Like, you are a yoga instructor. Yes. You need to go to these retreats, which are sort of like trainings in a yes. way. Like, yeah, even yeah. if it's not a formal training it's it's you being in the thick of what your work is yeah no i nobody and i don't i don't i i'm i'm only jumping in about this not to like support you but actually kind of (laughs) argue with you a little bit because you raise this idea often about like i know it's so privileged of me and i know it's this and i know it's that but it's like no you're like going to do work in a way and yeah there sounds like there was lots of vacation elements to it but I don't know. I might be totally wrong to even nobody's, say those things, but nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. Okay. We're just on an emotional roller coaster of perception and observation. Mm-hmm. Man. Man, it's 420. Spark it up. Four- Jesus Christ. Give me I'm, a gravity bong immediately. I've been loading myself up of CBD all day trying to. That's get, how you're celebrating. That's 420. Like 420. Getting I'm, a non-high from CBD. I'm laying CBD. on the couch watching television like I used to when I was a stoner, but just like dosing myself with CBD so that the anxiety not will leave my body. Can you over or not overdose, but can you abuse CBD? Is that abusing? What I'm doing? No. What I'm doing? I, I'm I'm over exaggerating for like you know humor of the mm-hmm. podcast. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, well, meanwhile, I'm like, is my wife, like, on the verge? uh, No, 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 no. I literally have had an anxiety knot in my torso for, like, three days, and Mm. I'm just fucking anxious and uncomfortable, and that's why I'm like, why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? Mm. Why are you talking to me like this? What's happening? Mm -hmm. I hate everything. I'm uncomfortable. Don't look at me. Don't listen to me. Don't record this. <laughs> and I'm like, come here, rub your belly on me. Rub, rub me with that anxiety knot. I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> let me let me just fucking make that anxiety knot turn into a goddamn quilt in there. Let's let's do some crocheting with that knot. I'm like, any of my other general generalized anxiety disorder people out there, y'all feel me? What what? Y'all feel me? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Nobody's wooing. The sound yeah. of generalized anxiety disorder. It's just. Uh, it's like nails, like uh, <laughs> like on something. 
Or you just hear sort of like a rocking sound, which is like them holding themselves like rocking back and forth. Yeah. Today, I went to a 12-step meeting in the morning. And Different one. There was a big celebration afterward. And um, there was like, it was like a potluck kind of environment. And somebody thought, we should have music on. And there's like a sound system because there's people who speak earlier at the meeting. So somebody thought it'd be good to lay the microphone on a flat surface and then put a cell phone up against it and just play music off a cell phone. So all you could hear in this large echoey space were like the high frequencies of the music. So like the high hats and like just like it sounded like hold music, but high, high pitch. It sounded like nails on a chalkboard. (laughs) And it's like this would truly make a person go insane. And I don't think it should be on. And I said that out loud and a hero of a person overheard me and just went and turned it off. Oh, God bless. Love that man. I will never forget him for that. Uh, So, yeah, my that's what I would assume generalized anxiety sounds like in the back of one's head. Yeah. 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 Or it's like the physical manifestation of that is like a knot here where you like in your torso where you can't take a deep breath. Mm hmm. So that's just like... So the retreat worked, in other words. The retreat worked, and then I ruined it all by coming home and, like, continuing my life. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) How do I not take that personally? I was about to say, though, I just needed you to come to Costa Rica, and then we both burn it down, start over there. Okay. Not burn down Costa Rica, burn our lives down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like leave this all behind. Like don't even pack. Mm-hmm. Just leave everything as is. Nobody will even Soak know it we're in gone. Gasoline. <laughs> Just hop on a flight and let's go to where I can take deep breaths. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, the day you got back from Costa Rica, I wonder if we were in the air at the same time. I was flown to Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin, to perform a show. Uh, So I was home alone all week. And then the day you come back, I leave. Uh, Luckily, that was just a one-night trip. And then I came back Sunday. And that was the day that we recorded with not Justin and Caitlin, but the duo before that. Who must have been... Wait, wasn't Danielle before? Oh, yeah. Was that Danielle? Yeah, I think it was Danielle the day we both got back. Oh, yeah. Justin and Caitlin were the first duo we've had in quite some time. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, like, we get back Sunday. See, this is this is where hopefully our listeners can understand uh, that <laughs> this can be challenging, this schedule we're trying to keep. Because, uh, like, I hadn't seen you, and I flew back Sunday morning at, like, some god awful time. I think I was back oh, yeah, in our they, apartment. They booked you like a terrible flight. Yeah, I was bo- back in our apartment by eleven thirty in the morning. Uh, which means I was up. Yeah, I, yeah. Now I'm remembering Sunday morning in Madison, Wisconsin. I went to bed at one in the morning to wake up at three in the morning. Oh my god! To get in a right. taxi early enough to come back. So. I mean, that was great. I love talking to Danielle. We hung out with... Oh, it was really fun. I feel like we did something else in the afternoon. But yeah, it's like squeezing it all in. What are we, what are we doing to ourselves here? You know? <laughs> uh, and we only, you know, we're painting this picture to not only just like vent and 
connect, but also hopefully you can relate in some way, shape or form Mm -hmm. listeners, you know, Mm -hmm. not just like, um, our sob story of busyness, but also like, you know, are you out there too? Just scrambling, Mm -hmm. trying to get shit done, try to spend time with your partner. Like with only the high frequencies of bad music playing in the background of your brain. Yes. Yes. If you, if you are, then maybe Prilosec is for you. What is Prilosec? (laughs) I don't know. Cholesterol, heart. Mm. I think it's something for older people. Maybe CBD is for you. Maybe CBD is for you. We're folks, taking sponsors. Yeah, folks, <laughs> try CBD. We don't know which brand, but try it out. I like Shea brand. That's what I've been using lately. Um, I do think it helps with my anxiety and my jaw pain, which is definitely related. Um, I'm somebody that experiences stress and anxiety in a very physical way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I am like a painfully aware person, I'm very aware of those things happening. Mm-hmm. But then I don't always handle it in a way that I know that is going to de-stress me. I think vegging and checking out on screens is mm-hmm. the solution. And I know very well it's not, hun. I know it's not. Yeah. Do you get, um, do you ever do that and then it's successful in some way and then you're like oh no this is what works for me hon you're spilling coffee on your notes i don't care <laughs> <laughs> um i think it works to like up to a point you know i feel like i haven't even done that in so long so today felt like this is the day that i get to just do absolutely nothing and um, and then i come home like are you ready to podcast no this was part of our plan and it doesn't even involve me doing anything but just like sitting <laughs> and talking mm-hmm. so really she needs to get over herself folks does everyone hate me now no does everyone think i'm like a fucking spoiled brat a mentally ill spoiled brat who needs to like get the fuck over it and fucking pull my bootstraps up and like be an American, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's uncle Sam. He's like, that's what he, they think. Uncle Sam is like, cheer up, pull up your bootstraps. Even though you, they don't have straps, find the straps, pull them up, I have some cheer up, put the CBD down and pay your goddamn taxes. Okay. <laughs> Love uncle Sam. No, who cares? Speak your truth. Who if somebody cares? if somebody has a problem with your truth, uh, they don't know your life. Uh, they don't. No, I'm doing the best I can, everybody. And sometimes that looks really bratty and really juvenile. And like, I don't appreciate my thoughtful, emotionally mature husband. Okay. Oh, you appreciate me. But I do appreciate him. And who else is going to deal with this? You know? Who else is going to deal with you? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> Mother Mother Teresa, maybe. Oh, I see Have what to you're be a doing. Real saint. Oh, I see what you're doing no, here. No, no. You put up with my 
you know, erratic behavior and I put up with your robot behavior. That's just what we do here in the whole bird to know household. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try to change your bratty behavior, but by spanking. <laughs> wow. wow. I just wanted to like turn this on its head a little bit. Sure. You, well, you did. You, did. <laughs> you won't let me spank you. Um, that's not true. You don't like it that much when I do. No. <sighs> We're fighting again. We're fighting again. How does it go from zero to fighting so quick for you? <laughs> I don't think that's true. You just have to ask permission, oh, which you do sometimes, oh, and then I let you. Gotcha. Because that is the dynamic in which this works. Yeah, the dynamic. Yeah, it's tricky when the dynamic, It's there's two light. It's like a double psych, triple psych, you know? In what way? Like if I would like to exert a dominant behavior such as spanking, I have to ask permission for it. Yeah, because you're not in a dominant position in the bedroom. Mm. We this are, sounds like another episode. We are all over the map. Yeah. Mental illness. <laughs> Our most schizophrenic episode yet. Just to be clear, I'm medicated and going to therapy, so nobody needs to worry, okay? Yeah. Um, Hun, tell me what else you've been up to. Yeah, so uh, we did that episode with Danielle, and then that opened up another week of all these shows. I was in Pennsylvania for a show. I was in... Uh, what was the middle one? Um, God, uh, there was a, three shows in a week and it was very, uh, felt very busy, felt very good, but very busy. But what was it? Were those the brewery shows? No, this was for punchline drunk. My one man show about uh. addiction and recovery, <laughs> uh, touring colleges through all of, actually we've got uh, St. Patrick's day, 2020. If you want to come see me, I'll be at uh, some college in Minnesota. <laughs> in 2020. Yeah, man. Um, that's pretty neat, though, to have some bookings on the calendar. While he's looking at his calendar, let me just tell you, everyone, all of the fans. First of all, fans, thank you so much. Mm. Um, second of all, Patrick is doing an amazing, an amazing job out on the road, making that money, telling his story. <laughs> getting booked by colleges, talking about what a fucking drunk he used to be, and he did this all by himself. My agent is here, everybody. Your 20% is in the mail. Because you just gave the exact pitch, <laughs> word for word, that my agent gave. And my 20% is you covering the mortgage currently because I am broke. Oh. Wow. So thank you so much for this 20%. Yeah, but uh every every month you're behind, it there's a there's a fee attached. So yeah. um well I gotta do some more advertising, I think, for you. Some mm, more gigging. To uh to pay it off. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I guess the three that I'm thinking of was Madison, Wisconsin. Then it was Millersville University in Pennsylvania was my favorite show so far. I got to perform for all the fraternities and sororities on campus, and uh, that was so, so fun. And then the couple days after that, I went down to 
Columbus, Georgia for Columbus University, oh, which yes. is also a very fun show. And uh, that week, it was just it was just crazy that I was like, tra- like because the Georgia show was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday travel, so it just felt like a lot to leave again. Um, and that's something I'm wrapping my head around is like, that's going to be our life, you know, and eventually, hopefully I will be able to design and create like my schedule so that it's not, doesn't feel crazy. Like, um, you know, I, I, I did, you know, I will admit I did kind of resent that the travel was so tight for what that Wisconsin show because it was a a 5am flight out of New York perform at 6 p.m. in Wisconsin and then fly back to New York 5 a.m. the next day like (laughs) that felt insane but you know maybe one day that is by necessity the kind of schedule I have so yeah um I think I can deal with it but anyway what's the point you're collecting a lot of data right now I'm collecting a lot of data First of all, this is all beyond your wildest dreams, sort of shit, right? Like, yeah, I mean, getting paid to be on the road, like telling jokes, telling your story. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's all cool, and that like you're collecting some data of like, hmm, what would I change? What would I do differently? Like, Mm -hmm. what can I deal with, and what can't I deal with? Mm-hmm. what is working for my marriage what isn't mm-hmm. you know yeah and just data collection man lada data lada data but i am so proud of you well that's very sweet and you know <laughs> you've been here for the whole journey when we met i was a workaholic tv producer and now you're a workaholic comedian and then i was a workaholic tv producer who wanted to kill himself oh, not really though i i remember some, some suicidal dark, ideation just like kind of joking but like yeah like joking about it in my head to a point where i was like Yeah, this fucking sucks so bad. If I feel this way next year, I'm going to walk in front of a bus. Yeah, I heard you say that. I feel like I said that to myself as a joke. I said it out loud to people. And then you did your robotic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. LOL. I want to feel the sensation of tires crushing my skull. (laughs) I cannot edit another episode of this TV show. I will blow my brains out. LOL. Don't you? ROFL. Don't you? I want to be ROFLing in front of a bus, a New York City (laughs) subway. You know when people send you text messages that are like very heavy or dark and then it's just like a casual LOL? Yeah. Like I don't really find much else more disturbing than that. Like when somebody's like, I uh, I haven't eaten in a few days because I'm feeling weird about my body and um, I haven't been to a meeting in months. And uh, yeah, I really... Um, I've been thinking about drinking again and I like don't know if I have the will to live. LOL. LOL. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Or it's not even an LOL. It's the uh, emoji with the crying so hard that there's tears coming out. See, that to me actually feels more appropriate because at least it's like a visual of a fake face where it's like you could be like crying, laughing over like the darkness, Mm -hmm. right? But something about LOL, like 
tagged on to just like a description. I'm like, you're definitely not laughing out loud. Yeah. Like you're just tagging that on to try to like make yourself or me more comfortable. Yeah. And you're weirding me out, man. Yeah. You're fucking tripping me out. I do a lot of like people pleasing by text. Like this will feel softer if I don't put a period at the end of this. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Periods are aggressive. Or yeah, I'll say ha ha just to kind of make it feel like we've concluded this exchange. Yeah. You know, I like doing a um, my favorite thing that feels like it's easing the tension, but also just like visually how I feel is the the straight across teeth grin. Yeah. That's just like awkward. Like, yeah, I'm doing it right now for Patrick. I think. The meaning I perceive with that one is, uh, I did a bad thing. <laughs> it's like, uh, I just ate a whole chocolate cake straight across teeth emoji. I did a bad thing. I do it a lot. Like if I'm running late, shocker, uh, or I'm like, I love doing this to coworkers where I'm like, Hey, I'm on my way. I'm late as usual. That emoji. Teeth emoji. Yeah. It's like, it me. Yeah. I'm awkward and uncomfortable and tardy. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically the representation of that anxiety knot in my torso. It's like, did I do that? No, because that's like cutesy pie. This is like, I, like you want to. I did it and I don't want to be punished. Please don't punish me. Please mm. don't think less of me. No, you don't get it. (laughs) Like you want to be run over by the train. Whereas I like want to crawl out of my own flesh. Mm -hmm. Like that emoji is like cut open my skin suit and just let me like crawl out and leave it on the floor. Let my organs flop out onto the concrete dusty floor. No, like I'm going to be muscle like bodies the exhibit, I'm going to like come out of my skin and the skin will just fall to the floor like it's been a suit the whole time and I just fucking sprint. To Costa Rica or? Wherever, just away from the situation. That is all the meaning I attribute to that emoji. That means so much more to me now. Now I'll I'll really have an image in my head. I wish there was a skin sloughing off emoji. Yeah, me too. Or like an unzipping from the head. Yeah. Oh, there is one with a zipper. With the skin? Oh, that's a zipper over the mouth. Like. Oh, yeah. I never send that. I would love to meet the text message version of me. Like, I'd be like, sounds great. And then you want to murder him? Like, That'd be a good Black Mirror episode. Be like, hey, what's up, man? Good to meet you. Looking forward to it. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Please chill out. You're trying so hard. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. You don't have to make me more comfortable. Sounds good. Exclamation point. Have a great weekend, everybody. Here's me voice to texting. I'm like, hi, honey, period. I am on my way home, period. (laughs) L train says it's still running tonight, period. I love you so much, exclamation point. (laughs) Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Send. And if someone were to see me recite that, they'd be like, that is a living Westworld robot. That is a Westworld person. Do you do that 
in front of people on the street yeah, or do you try anymore. to avoid? No, I don't care anymore. Oh, okay. I just do it wherever. I do. I do usually wait to pass by people or I'm doing it as quietly as possible. It's kind of amazing that it will do If you're doing it quietly, it will know. Although I saw that person doing that at the thing last at the meeting we went to last night for what? to put your number in his phone or something. Oh, yeah. And it almost gave me a panic attack. We were in such a loud room. There's chairs clanging around getting yeah. stacked. And this guy's like trying to do voice to text in his phone and I'm but he like he also was doing lots of details so he would know who I was when I called he was doing a bit and it just it just made me so uncomfortable I was like I gotta get the fuck out of oh, here oh that's what was going See, no that, that was part of it I, what I was trying to describe to you last night is I was sleep deprived all day yesterday was Friday slept three hours or whatever after doing it overnight and I felt the feeling I had I guess this was anxiety I, it was probably sleep deprivation yeah I felt like my whole body was itchy and mm. I couldn't scratch, not physically, it just felt like my skin was crawling or whatever. And there was nothing I could do to get comfortable. That definitely so sounds like anxiety. There <laughs> were, that moment with the guy in his phone, like, that was so minor, but that was one of many things. I'm just like, what is going on? What are people doing? And it was just like, I got to get out of here. It was too hot in that room. And then we went for ice cream. There are people sitting too close to us. And it felt like if at any moment I just like, like, I, the ice cream, I was just like so focused on what I was eating because the ice cream was really good. The chocolate syrup was so good. But I had this moment of like, if I look up for my ice cream right now and look at these people who are like awkwardly getting into the booth next to us, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, I'm just going to have a fucking cry because everything's so annoying. Fun. So that phone thing, yeah, I don't, it's not my business. <laughs> I don't care that much. But I was just like, what is he doing? We are so tired and overworked and uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what the beginning of this episode was. Yeah, no, I totally. My Jenny tells me I need to actually schedule a day. Schedule a day off. I know. Because it is weird when you're freelance and you work such an odd lifestyle. It's like, oh, this is my day off. Yeah, but I can do like two hours of work or whatever. That's fine. I know. And not that there my aren't... eyes twitching right now. Yeah, you got you got the anxiety. Huh? Should I, I have to tell more? You. Should I have more coffee? Will that no, help? No, fucking throw some CBD in your glass and call it a day. Jesus. I mean, are you a doctor? No. Well, as we know, I am a practicing therapist, unlicensed, but I'm not a medical doctor. Mm. <laughs> Hun, I'm glad we like worked out our weird feelings. Me too. For everyone to hear. And I am feeling a little self-conscious about it. Like some people will be into it. This is sort of like a, you know, a Mark Marin style. <laughs> like I'm going to vomit my feelings. In oh, I just heard, you know, that sound. That's the sound of 400 people never listening to our podcast again. Why? People hate, a lot of people hate Marin's uh, monologues. I, I know. I love them. I do too. But there's, I meet so many people that are like, oh yeah, I like it. I only listen to if it's an interview I want to listen to, but I never listen to his opening. I, I always fast forward. A lot of people say that, but I also feel like he's very successful. So someone's fucking listening, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not for everybody. No, just like we're not. And that's fine. And... Uh, 
it does it it does feel reminiscent of that sort of like self-indulgent maybe it's not self-indulgent that's not the right phrase but I really identify with Mark Marin's neuroses and I like that he shares them at the beginning of his episode I actually haven't really been listening to him that much for the past couple of years but I was always into it because I was like I get it man like yeah. you're you're one of us. Yeah. I'm one of you. Like yeah. and some people are not. And so hearing people just be like isn't just going through life on a daily basis a challenge and people yeah. are like no, like get over yourself. Where I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like you finding raw denim jeans that fit perfectly, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I um I agree. I, I I love I love I'm a huge fan of his and the podcast. Um, f- and for me, like, I don't struggle that much with anxiety, or maybe I'm in denial that I do or whatever. But the thing that I do keep coming back to when I'm in my most frustrated moments is just like I'm too fucking tired to even have this conversation or to even think yeah. about this thing. Like when. The other podcast I was recording with Tristan when we decided when I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I don't know if I really articulated that to him. I articulated to him all the things that were frustrating about doing that podcast, which, by the way, there should be an episode. We recorded an episode unpacking all of that. So I feel comfortable saying all this on our Did it podcast. Did ever make it to the airwaves? I don't know. I'll take a look next time you you say something. But um, <laughs> uh any minute now. One thing I want to wish I articulated very clearly is just like life is so tiring and this is so tiring. Yeah. I'm just so tired. I can't I can't do this. Yeah. Little things like, you know, when you go like uh, go anywhere, like what's a good example? Next time I have this urge. I mean, even last night when we like we're going into Van Leeuwen for our ice cream, we got cut off by this larger party and this there's this awkward moment of like fucking tourists. Yeah, there's this awkward moment of like, no, really, you guys go first. But then this lady like pushing back and kind of copying an attitude. It's in those moments where it's just like, I'm too tired for this. I don't want to have this moment. This is all so tiring. Just please do whatever you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Like you're. Your man, there was like a group of five. The dude at the front of your pack made a point of sprinting to the door so that he could get in front of me and you. Mm. So now, bitch, get in line with the dude whose group you are a part of. Don't take your, you're not taking your last man standing approach you're like oh you're gonna let us go behind the rest of your group and you're just gonna fucking order after they do like fuck you just get in the goddamn door did i say any of this no i think you said it with your eyes yeah 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 i did to which she responded no you go you go we're all happy we're all happy we can all be happy and that i perceived as such a passive aggressive thing for her to say to Uh, which i shot an even shadier look at which i was just like but again, I'm too tired. Yeah. So it all and again, happened in my face. And again, this is a day of me walking around feeling like my skin is slowly setting small fires <laughs> against my fat cells and muscles. 
and we also have not had time together and so we were like it's date night but we're like both crawling out of our skin and just like everyone's annoying us yeah and like that's why i also don't give a shit that that's what this episode is because i want to just talk to you and like (laughs) if do you still like me our podcast is where we talk i mean that's a huge problem but if this is we'll deal with it okay uncle sam if this is partly (laughs) when we get to talk and catch up then i'd rather talk about real shit and not like you know what we keep it 100 okay yeah i was gonna say also this we're honest you know yeah just like i encourage everyone out there um to you know try to identify or what's not compare what's our saying though Something, leave the rest. Oh, take what you... Take what you want and leave the rest. Yeah. Everybody. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's just some podcasts you start listening to an episode and you're like, oh, God, I can't listen to this one. I'll, sure, I I'll guess listen. you could also not listen I'll to listen, this one. I'll listen next week when they have uh, Joe <laughs> Rogan on. Ew. We're not having him on, just to be clear, everyone. I invited him. He hasn't responded. <laughs> I didn't invite him. I do have to get back to our bookings. I got to get, that's a meeting we need to have. Should we just have a meeting right now? <laughs> hey, folks. We're going to do a calendar dump. Should we take some pitches for guests? Take some pitches? Are you yeah. going to take a picture of me right now? No, I'm looking at my phone. Oh my God. I was about to fucking smack the phone out of your hands. Woo! Well... I love you. I love you too very you're my, much. You're my best friend. You're mine. You're a very good podcaster. <laughs> so are you. Uh, you do a lot to make this happen, and I appreciate you. Well, so more do you. More than I can relate. I, more than I can relate. More than I can relay. Relay. It's a relay race of love, life. And you life, know, man. It's like life is a closing window. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's slowly closing. <laughs> but you know what, And guys? eventually it seals. He has risen. risen! You know what I mean, man? Yeah. But the window seals eventually, and then the <laughs> oxygen starts running out in the room. Wow. So That's what your suicidal ideation is all about. Just suffocation. Just like, <laughs> yeah, because in this city, it's like when I'm suffocating the most... I want to just suffocate all the way. You know? Yeah, and I definitely feel like we're all on the verge, like many places, mm-hmm. which is where, where were we together recently? And I started or maybe you heard me over the phone do my like my laugh that is like not laughter. Where I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> ah. <Yeah. laughs> which is just like me just like. I can't believe this situation or how this person is behaving. Yeah. So I'm just doing like a, um, a belittled laugh. You, you are taking a picture of me. I took one of me for my story. Wow. Look at this fucking vanity. Look at that beautiful dog. Oh, look at this. These two dogs. What are they? A beagle and like a beautiful shepherd of some kind. Oh, oh, and you got another pit. You got a pit bull coming oh, in the other direction. Friends. Maybe there would be a showdown. I if can't. it wasn't so windy, I'd go to the dog park and just look at them. That would probably be helpful. Oh, because the wind, it's just too much to bear out there. I can't. It's not an outside day for me today. Somebody called us dog perverts last week, didn't they? Somebody asked if we were dog perverts. That's a little much. 
That's a we little are. much. We are. We're dog fanatics. We are fans of dogs. I don't want to fuck a dog. No, but it's like we're creeping at dog parks like, you know, pedophiles creep at a playground. That is not how we creep at a dog park. <laughs> pedophiles creep at a Because they want to fuck the kids. Because they want to make out with the kids at the very yeah. least. And we they just, might even want to have sex with them. We just want companionship. We just, I think it brings us closer. It's, I want companionship. I'm looking at those dogs and I'm like, man, I wish I could have that dog. Get yeah, to cuddling with you. There's, oh yeah, of course. You know, I, maybe there's some pedophiles that just want to cuddle with the kid. Doubtful. Also, okay. Yo, you got a rant. I know what rant <laughs> you're about to go on. I know the rant. I just why? Okay, we all heard about leaving Neverland, right? Bare minimum, we heard about Bare it. Bare minimum, we heard about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Certainly in America, we heard about it. And if you haven't, Leaving Neverland is a documentary on HBO about Michael Jackson and two young men who have come out of the closet to say that Michael Jackson... I mean, Jackson, they're grown men now, but we're talking about being molested as children for yeah. many years They were by Michael Jackson. They were abused systematically... And uh, but it's about other boys too, and consistently over a period of years. Uh, for one in particular, from the ages of seven to fourteen, physically, but totally emotionally abused yeah. and manipulated, like into his twenties. The grooming until he died. Like, brainwashing, full on yeah. grooming and brainwashing, and uh, I'm choosing to believe these guys. I mean, it, it all rings very true to me watching the film. The proof. Is there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, cut to. Cut to me in a fucking yoga class, which the studio had mirrors, really freaked me out. I realized I never go to studios with mirrors, which you don't think about until you're confronted with your own face in like a fucking warrior too. And you're like, why am I looking at myself? I hate this. Mm -hmm. Maybe just me. Not into it. As that is happening... What comes on the fucking Spotify playlist but Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror? I'm looking for the man in the mirror. And I was so caught off guard that I just like missed a few steps in the class because I was just like, what? Like, I'm looking in a mirror. Michael Jackson claims to be looking in a mirror, but he obviously isn't because he's fucking touching children and never looked in the mirror. Uh... So I'm just like, wait, what? Like this yoga teacher, like, what are we thinking? Like, you're just a super fan. You're choosing not to believe like, and it's not just like, oh, can't we separate the art from the artist? It's like, I can't right now, maybe like years from now, but like all I'm thinking about, like a song comes on, even if I liked it, that's all I can think about. Like, yeah. it's beyond my control. Like I've, I've been incepted by this movie i know what he did i cannot enjoy the songs the way that i used to there's like no going back yeah for me it's like too much it was it's it's too real it's too true it's too hard like full-on horrifying i mean he was parading young boys around the whole time we were all listening to his music like he really was like doing it in front of us yeah so that song was recorded in 1988 according to man uh wikipedia uh i'm trying to think i don't think either of those guys from the films abuse 
started that early, but I wonder if he was abusing anyone at that point. And I wonder maybe he wrote that song as like, maybe he knew this was like something coming up for him. And like, I know because here are the, the lyrics. lyrics are fucking crazy. He says, I'm going to make a change for once in my life. It's going <laughs> to feel real good. I'm going to make a difference. Going to make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind? Pretending not to see their needs. I, well, I want to riff and make jokes on this, but it's so fucked up. But that's like his whole, that was a lot of the stuff that they talked about in the documentary too, was like he was this supposed advocate for children. Mm -hmm. Like he was doing all this stuff for like hungry children and poor children around the globe and like was seen as this, you know, philanthropist for the needy children of the world. Meanwhile, he's like sexually abusing multiple mm -hmm. young boys. So I don't know. I feel like that is him firmly in denial, just talking about like the poor and hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but like the irony abounds because it's fucking insane. And then like a few days later, I'm going through Union Square, the Union Square subway station, and there's a Michael Jackson impersonator with people just crowded around him with fucking shitting grins on their faces. Mm -hmm. And I like truly had a moment where I was like, how do I stop this? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I go over there and like, just be like, no, shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. Well, I, w I watched the film and then I went on Facebook to a defending Michael Jackson Facebook oh page group. And um, they're like ready to be like violent over this. Well, like they people were, are it's fucking psychos. So intense. And I'm just like, I'm not... I can't get mixed up in this. I'm I publicly am saying here that I'm done with Michael Jackson. Uh, I I cannot I, I cannot listen to any of his music without thinking of the things that these poor people went through. It's terrible. Um, it's true. Like, but I'm not I'm not going to like take up an argument on the internet with people about it because he's such an icon i mean that's fame is it's certainly own... not on the internet because no but like that's just like a troll trap anyway yeah um well good art and fame and good music uh is its own form of of uh brainwashing you know like yes. you become so attached to things that you love that it's really hard to like turn that off yeah. In the face of logical information. So, I mean, part of me is like, you know, if I'm at a wedding and, uh, you know, uh, 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 what's the Jackson five song I love? I don't know. One of those songs comes on yeah. and like everybody's dancing. It's like, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do in that moment? It's like, I'm not going to hold it against somebody for enjoying that music. I might. Um, <laughs> just to be clear, purchasing that music, going out and buying his catalog at this point, like that would make you very strange to me. Um, it's just, it's the level of denial that I'm uncomfortable with in pretty much all scenarios where I'm just like, wake up. Yeah. Like, what are we fucking doing here? Yeah. Uh, but this is an extreme example. What got me on that rant? Oh, Something about a mirror. What were you talking about? I have no idea, but I have to go. I'm going to yeah, go perform at the Grizzly Pear in the West Village, New York City. Wrap it up, baby. Wrap it up. 420 show. So you can't come to that. This will be out on 422. 
But if you are listening in Maine, if you are listening in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. if you're listening in Boston, Massachusetts. Come on, New England, come through. I'm going to be hanging out all week long. Tuesday night, University of Southern Maine. Wednesday night, headlining the Shaskine Pub in New Hampshire. Thursday night, Laugh Shack at Lincoln's in Portland, Maine. Friday night, Nick's Comedy Stop in Boston, Massachusetts. Saturday, Sunday, tractor pull in Walden, New York. <laughs> Get ready, everybody. Fire up those engines. Um, Sorry, did you have one more thing? No, I was just going to find some kind of verbal way of winding down. Well, that. I was going to say that I'm very excited for my next weekend of like the true dichotomy of my weekend of... Um, going to a workshop about how to lead more LGBTQ and like people of color, diverse queer yoga classes. Oh, and then I'm heading upstate to the tractor pull. Yeah, <laughs> there are actually there are so many LGBTQ members of the tractor pull community. Um, but not open, I don't think, right? No, they, they, they're probably, you can find them. You, you'll <laughs> they're in know the, it. They're all falling into the Q, the questioning category. I always thought the Q was queer, but it's questioning. Originally it was questioning. I don't know if it's changed over time. Yeah. Because I feel like questioning is like not something people really talk about these days anymore. Right. I'm questioning. A lot of questions. Welcome to the most uh, bizarre journey of uh, Who Cares podcast. Probably not. Yeah, welcome. This is so bizarre that we say goodbye by saying welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the beginning or is it the end? Now you just rewind it and go back to the beginning. It's like that movie um, Bandersnatch on... Netflix, choose your own adventure. Bandersnatch sounds like a STI. Was it called Bandersnatch? I think. Scratch, anyway, Scratch Bandicoot. Thanks for listening to the Fever Dream. We appreciate you um, listening to our couples therapy ses- session um, adjacent. Mm-hmm. And uh, honey, I love you very much, and I'm gonna really miss you while you're away next week. I love you too, and I miss. I will miss you also. <laughs> Does everybody hear the robot I married? (laughs) Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Don't listen to Michael Jackson. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.